This is a Federal News Network podcast. Looking for consensus on a legislative agenda for the federal workforce? Keep looking. Democrats on the House Oversight and Reform Committee say former President Trump's workforce policies show the civil service is vulnerable and needs protecting. They point to Trump's now-repealed Schedule F executive order as an example. But Republicans say the Schedule F debate is totally worth having. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The House Oversight and Reform Committee is split on an agenda for the federal workforce. For Democrats, federal workforce policies from President Trump show the civil service needs more protections. Government Operations Subcommittee Chairman Jerry Connolly. We will use what we learned here today to better understand weaknesses in the federal laws that are meant to enshrine merit system principles in perpetuity. We seek to protect the statutory right to collectively bargain. We want to strengthen whistleblower protections to empower those who see wrongdoing to be able to come forward without fear. We want to prioritize the health and safety of the workforce that continue to serve us in the midst of a catastrophic and deadly pandemic. President Biden rescinded most of his predecessor's workforce policies in the first few days of his term. But that didn't stop subcommittee Republicans from talking about them. They're especially interested in Schedule F. Trump established that one during the last couple months of his presidency via executive order. Subcommittee ranking member Jody Heiss. This was not an attempt to recreate patronage system or politicize the civil service. Uh, This is a reflection of this reality, that feds in policymaking positions wield tremendous power to implement or hinder the administration's agenda, whatever administration that might be. Trump's order allowed agency heads to reclassify certain career federal employees and policymaking positions into a new schedule of quasi-political appointees called Schedule F. Career employees would have lost their civil service protections in the process, meaning their agency heads could have fired them and hired new replacements at will. Biden rescinded that policy on his third day in office. Janice Lachance is a former director of the Office of Personnel Management during the Clinton administration. I think it was a great start, and it had to be done immediately. We had to send a signal right away to say that this sort of cherry-picking, of deciding who stays and who goes, had to end, and it had to end immediately. However, I do think that the Congress should take a very, very careful look at whether those decisions should be the purview of a single president, of either party, of any party. Connolly agreed. He says the Schedule F debate shed light on the vulnerability of the civil service, and he says Congress should do more to protect and preserve it. James Shirk was a former special assistant for the White House Domestic Policy Council during the Trump administration. He says Trump's workforce policies like Schedule F were an attempt to respond to the voice of the federal employee. I think all of the reforms were good reforms. I think uh, Schedule F would have uh, held uh, those senior employees who do have a, a hand in control and uh, making policy, held them more accountable for the, the awesome government power that they wield. Shirk says Schedule F would have applied to 1 to 3 percent of the federal workforce or between 20 and 60,000 federal employees. He says it would have had a minimal impact, but federal human capital experts had previously said Schedule F would have had a broader impact. Democrats, meanwhile, aren't convinced Schedule F would have done much more to easily discipline poor performers, and they didn't think the policy was about performance at all. Massachusetts Democrat Stephen Lynch. The problem is 
that Schedule F adopts a termination for no cause standard. So where, as of now, people can be fired for a bad cause, for cause, for non-performance. Schedule F moves us to a, a standard where performance doesn't matter. You can fire a person for no cause, nothing at all. I'm a former employment attorney, so I have dealt with this for a, for a long time. And the standard that you're, you, that Schedule F applies is that we can terminate an employee for no reason at all. No reason at all. No cause. So it doesn't get at the people who are, are, are not performing. It just allows the executive to fire a person for no reason at all. That invites uh, very subjective measurement of employee performance. Connolly, meanwhile, is pushing Congress to consider bipartisan legislation he introduced earlier this year. It would prevent any future president from moving positions out of the career civil service and into something like Schedule F. The subcommittee tried to cover a long list of topics, including federal pay, labor relations, COVID-19 safety protocols, telework, the Merit Systems Protection Board, diversity and inclusion, the Office of Personnel Management, and the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey and Trump's workforce policies. The hearing's title, Revitalizing the Federal Workforce. Subcommittee Ranking Member Heiss. And I'd like to begin today really by questioning the premise of this hearing, however, which by the title would suggest that it's in bad shape. It's not. My majority counterparts like to rely on recycled talking points and anecdotes, but the real data, the real information shows that the Trump administration's federal workforce reforms made a positive difference. Heiss pointed to a few data points the Trump administration released on its last day in office. The Office of Personnel Management had previewed a couple of highlights from the Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey. Job satisfaction rose over 5% over the last four years. The results of the full survey aren't out yet, and it's unclear how individual agencies fared or how employees answered specific questions in 2020. But Republicans say the survey data shows employees responded well to Trump's workforce policies. Here's Heiss again. They finally saw someone who was taking action to deal with the real issues that they have to live with every day at work. They saw someone trying to address the problem of poor performers, for example, an area that consistently ranks as one of the lowest areas on the federal survey. The majority of federal employees are good at what they do. They're proud to do it. And they have chosen the federal workforce in large part because it's important and meaningful work. But many of them, let's just be honest, have to pick up the slack for poor performers. Connolly, though, says he doesn't believe it. We're supposed to believe that people come to work happier than ever and whistle while they work. Fewer than half of federal employees respond to the survey each year. Here's LaChance. It's hard to argue with data. On the other hand, a survey can't ask the opinion of people who have left, people who've been demoralized, people who have given up. They're probably not filling out the survey. The full results of the 2020 Federal Employee Viewpoint Survey are expected in early spring. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. 
Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.